Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today. Let's get it. Will Joel Embiid return to the court this season? Are the Lakers and Warriors destined to meet in the play-in? And who will hoist the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Your biggest questions answered. Plus, with LeBron James in year 21, who's next up to take the throne and become the face of the league? Also, our very own Malika Andrews spoke with Celtics superstar Jason Tatum. Who does he think the best player in the league is right now? NBA Today with Cheney starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm your girl, Chanel Gwimike, filling in for my sis, Malika Andrews. We've got Ramona Shelburne, Austin Rivers with me, Zach Lowe is at home, but he's with us in spirit here in studio, and everyone, y'all. All-Star Weekend is officially in the rearview mirror. Now the second half of the season is right around the corner, which means things are about to heat up. Can you believe, y'all, that the playoffs start two months from today? So let's catch you up on everything around the association with a little coast-to-coast, starting with the Boston Celtics, who have a six-game lead on the rest of the East with only 27 left to play. So Austin, with an overall home court advantage, is it championship or bust for Boston? Absolutely. Uh, When you talk about this roster outside of Denver, they are the best put together starting lineup in basketball. They have the best overall record in the Eastern Conference, and this is a team that we all know gets judged in the postseason. Jason Tatum is an MVP-like player. He's got the cast that's built around him to contend for championships. This is a team that either goes to the finals, wins the finals, or it's not a successful season. Oh, okay, you heard it from Austin. Now, one lurking contender in the East is the Philadelphia 76ers, who have been without Joel Embiid since January. So, Ramona, how optimistic is the team that they'll get their MVP back this season? There is an optimism in Philadelphia that Joel Embiid can return at some point during the regular season, at least close enough to the playoffs to get his rhythm heading into the playoffs. But they don't want to put any time frame on it until he starts ramping up. But I'm told he went to practice today, got there early, assumed everything was in the morning. But the team's not practicing until later in the day. So his enthusiasm is there. Hey, that's good. That's really good. Let's switch, though, to the West, where the Wolves hold the top spot. But only three games separate them from the defending champs in fourth. So, Zach. What team most needs the number one seed April 20th? I think you got to go with Minnesota only because there's going to be a lot of pressure on them, a lot of expectations for the first time. Denver's been there, done that. Oklahoma City is a young up-and-coming team. The Clippers are a veteran team. Minnesota needs every edge they can get. But, y'all, when I personally look at the standings, there's one thing that jumps off the screen. It's the idea that the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors sit in ninth and 10th, respectively, meaning that we are on track for a single elimination game between LeBron James and Steph Curry in the play-in. Now, we would have an absolute popcorn shortage for that one. But, (laughs) you know, looking into the future, Zach, those are the biggest storylines in the league right now. But to you, what is the biggest question whose answer can help to decide the second half of the NBA season? The single biggest question in the whole league, including the Lakers and the Warriors and all that, is this. What exactly are the Milwaukee Bucks? Three and seven under Doc Rivers. Offense is gone in the tank. Have not put together even a five-game stretch 
at any point in this season where you say to yourself, uh-oh, here it is. They've got it. They're in a rhythm now on offense, defense, whatever. If it's not one thing going wrong, it's another thing. The chemistry between Dame and Giannis hasn't come as easily as we all expected it to be. Dame hasn't had the kind of season he had the last couple of seasons. There's 25, 30 games left. You have arguably the best player in the world. I would rate him at number two, some people number one, and Giannis at age 29 at his absolute apex. There is no time to waste, and they are running out of time to find the kind of team they need to be to get out of the East. Ramona, are they really running out of time? Because if there's one player that walked out of All-Star Weekend with a lot of momentum, it's Dame Lillard. Yeah. I mean, he was the first ever player to win the three-point contest and All-Star Game MVP. Do you see that parlaying into success the second half of the season? I, I do in the sense that anytime you get a new head coach, anytime you do a big trade, I usually like to give teams 10 games to settle in and be what they are. And it's been 10 games, right? Zach, you mentioned three and seven. They had One of those losses was a weird one at the end as they were heading into the break against Memphis. But I think at this stage, like you have to assume like talent is going to play here. Giannis is too good. Dame is too good. And they're both too invested in this team working to let this fall away and slide away. And, and quite frankly, if they don't get it together, they're on the clock. I, I know he signed an extension. I know Giannis is locked in there and made a commitment to the franchise. But when you have Giannis on your team, you are always on the clock. He has made it very clear. He does not want to sit around and wait for the team around him to be as committed to winning as he is. And his comments after that last loss in Memphis were pretty pretty profound. They were pretty telling. And, Austin, we got your timeline yesterday. You said the Bucks have a year and some change a little bit. Not just this season. You've got next season for them to really make that push for a championship. But what do you think will decide the second half of the season? I mean, if we're talking about what I'm into, I want to see the race between the Lakers and the Warriors. And I don't want a playing game between them. I want them both to be in the playoffs. I mean, imagine turning on the playoffs and not having Stephen Curry or LeBron James in it. Mm. It doesn't even sound realistic. These are the two guys who have carried the torch for us in the NBA, our two brightest stars that we have in our modern-day era. Um, and both of their teams are playing better basketball. And before the season started, we're talked about as contending teams or teams that could possibly contend. And we have obviously seen both of these teams sell, you know, play short. Look, we're going to talk about both those teams all season long. But the teams that I want to see if they're for real, and everybody, I mean, look, the who Bucks, are the two teams leading the Western the Conference? Bucks are this team. They've had 10, but y'all, you understand this, it's 10 games, dog. Yeah, and it took a while for James Harden to figure it out yeah, for the Clippers. It's going to so take a minute. I'm not saying there's no pressure with the Bucks. It's not a free year. You yeah. don't have a player like Giannis and Dame and that, that roster that they have. And even you add Doc as a coach. Like, that team has to contend. It should be them and Boston in the Conference Finals. That's it, what it's supposed it to be. Should be, but the teams leading the Western Conference are the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. I know, surprise Two there. Two teams that have young superstars, MVP candidate and Shea yeah. Gilgis Alexander, and and I think. Can they hold on? Mm. Are they going to stay mm. in those two spots right there? We're all talking about them. and we're Oh, the Denver Nuggets defending champs, the Clippers are coming. But is Anthony Edwards ready for this? Like, he is, is Shea ready for this? Because if they go in as 1-2 in the Western Conference, these young teams that are here before Very anybody impressive. expected them to be, the pressure is on these young teams. And that, that Thunder team, I'll tell you, they remind me a lot of the Thunder team from, a couple, from about 10 years ago. Kevin Durant, mm. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. And they got there to the playoffs. They played the Lakers. And Kobe Bryant said to those guys afterwards, I'm glad we got you this year because I'm not sure how much longer we're going to be able to beat you guys. So that's to the finals of next year. That's true. Now, Zach, do you want to focus more this second half of the season on the old guard or the new guard when it comes to the Western Conference? 
I want to focus on, I guess, I mean, what are the Clippers? Are they old guard or new guard? Are <laughs> the Nuggets old, old guard oh, or new old. guard? To me, those teams, at th- <laughs> those teams at three and four are right there with the teams at one and two. But I want to hit the, the Thunder and the Wolves thing for a second. To me, they're totally different situations in terms of pressure and expectations. For the Thunder, yeah, they have an MVP candidate in his prime. But this is all gravy right now. To be this good, this young, with this many extra draft picks to throw at people, this is fantastic. The Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns is right in his prime, has not won a playoff series. Rudy Gobert is 30-ish. They traded a million draft picks to get him. They got to win right now. And they are starting to realize, I think, in the entire history of this franchise, with maybe the exception of one Garnett season, They have not faced the kind of expectations and pressure they're going to face as a top three seed in the playoffs. Man, if they go down 1-0, it's going to get loud real fast in Minnesota. This team has got to make a deep playoff run. But, Zach, you started off by mentioning the Los Angeles Clippers. How did you guys not mention them? I mean, to me, this is the team of the second half of the season. Will the Clippers finally make their first NBA Finals and win it all? That's what this city that we're in really cares about. Will they finally emerge outside of the Lakers' shadow? And if you look at the numbers, Kawhi Leonard, he has played in 48 out of 54 games. That's what you need. They've got six players in double figures. They are battle-tested with their coach in Ty Lue. They have a new arena, and they need butts and seats, and a championship will really bring that. So I'm looking at the rest of the field. Yes, those young gunners out west, the Thunder, uh, the Timberwolves, they will have a little bit of a wiggle room to win a championship based on the young stars. But right now with Kawhi, James Harden, Paul George, why not the Clippers? I mean, I think the Clippers have to be seen as the co-favorites in the West along with the Denver Nuggets. I think they're that good. And the way the fit has gone with James Harden since he's, since he's really been given the ball has been tremendous. But the thing with the Clippers, they've been here since 2019 when they went and got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And they've been in this position. They got to the conference finals one year. Kawhi was hurt. But I think until they do it, they're on a they're in a prove prove me right stage too because I think they, they like they've had that talent there for five years now. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in agreement. This is a team that's built right now to win. Yeah. Uh, all these guys are at the back end of their prime as well. We talk about timeline with other teams. This team is a win now team. They put it together. You know, we were very hard on this team early on, but they have figured out a groove. James has been unbelievable. Yes. For the Clippers, he's put them as a team that was good to being a contending team. That's James Harden. Um, so the system is working. Uno. (laughs) He's doing his stuff out there. Got to give the flowers due. You know what I mean? Uh, They are the team that I think, other than Denver, could, you know, come out the West. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you said the system. That was funny. That was cheeky right there. Uh, For me, I'm looking forward to the Clippers to emerge out of the Lakers' shadow, but you know, I have another question. Who will emerge as the new face of the NBA? Because still mm. to come on NBA Today, we hear it all the time. The league is in great hands. But whose hands exactly? Don't miss what Giannis and KD said about who's the next face of the association. In Austin, it's time to make some money, honey. With the second half of the season upon us, we take a look at the best bets for who wins the Eastern and Western conferences. Plus, Malika's exclusive interview with Celtics all-world superstar Jason Tatum. He believes he's the best player in the NBA, but do we? Austin and I dive into the tape next on NBA Today. Our show is hot, so keep it locked. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. 
The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic in tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Where we come from of being you know, in slavery and now how we having a chance to have a voice and speak out and help our young black youth get better and better, I think it's very important. So we should definitely continue to keep celebrating it and whatever we can do as black men and black women to educate our young guys and young girls about, you know, what it takes and, you know, what it is to be a black person, you know, in, in this world. Coach C. Lou and sticking in the city, LeBron James started his record 20th All-Star game over the weekend, but the biggest story was when he stated the obvious by saying he's much closer to the end of his brilliant career than he is to the beginning. Now, whenever LeBron James decides to hang it up, there's going to be a huge void when it comes to the next face of the league. And who exactly will fill those shoes? Well, that was a huge discussion over the weekend. You know, we have a, a great young a group of guys in our league right now. Um, that's playing you know, spectacular basketball and also, you know, are being, you know, great off the floor as well. But I don't think you just you just say, OK, well, this guy is the next person to be the face of anything. I just you have to just let it happen organically. You see Shay and Book, Luca, um, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton. There's so many guys that are inspiring the next generations of hoopers after them to become basketball players that you can't just pinpoint it to one or two guys. You know, we win a championship. I got something to say about it. I know that. Austin, when LeBron's done, who will be the next face of the league? It has to be Victor. I mean, when we talk about from a standpoint of media, publicity, and how much time and effort we put into this guy, the hype, we talk about before the draft, I've never seen a player covered in modern day era other than LeBron James than Victor. And he's had a great year. The team's not great, but they're in the beginning stages. Either it was LeBron James or Michael Jordan's team, their rookie years either. They're in a complete rebuild where they got a hell of a start with this kid. He has talent and potential that we have never seen in the NBA. He's a freak. I mean, he's showing the outside game, the inside game, uh, one of the league leaders in blocks. Um, and you have Greg Popovich as your head coach. I think the future is super bright for him, and I think in terms of how we've pushed him to be and something we've never seen before, kind of like LeBron James. We've never seen someone like him before either, before he came. I think Victor is going to be the face of the league. Zach, do you agree that it's Wemby? Look, this is a, a weird question. Sometimes I don't understand it. Like, does it, <laughs> does it have to be a young guy? Can it be a guy in the middle of his career? I think you, first you got to win. And second, you got to want to be the face of the league and all that comes with it. And I think if Boston wins this year, Jason Tatum will have a case. If Phoenix wins, Devin Booker. If Minnesota, Anthony Edwards. You could argue for Luka. You could argue for lots of people. But I'm going to fast forward and go with Victor Wembanyama if he wants it. Because I think this guy is just going to be so crazy good in a way we've never seen before. I think he'll elevate the Spurs quicker than maybe we expect. So I'll just go with the obvious answer. Under the radar candidate, by the way, if you don't mind, 
Tyrese Halliburton. Mm. Yep. If the Pacers get good, he's got the game, the style, the charisma, the offense, the outside shooting, like Steph, almost like Steph anyway. He's an under-the-radar candidate for me, but I'll go Wemby. Yeah, I agree with you on, on Halliburton. Um, to me, like Wemby to me is five years from now. Like the, It's going to take the Spurs five years to contend. And when we talk about face of the league, it's not just who's the best player, who's the most charismatic, who has the best dunks, who is the most exciting to watch. Because you could watch Wemby all day and it's, and it's fun to watch. It's who's in contention for championships. Like this is The reason why it was LeBron and Steph is because they met in five straight finals. They, and the, there's a drama to that season that builds up over the course of the season, that builds up while they play each other. They're, each one of those games is memorable. And I think one of the traits that those two guys share is that they lean into that drama. They lean into, True. they understand what it takes to be the face of the league, not just not just as a player, but as a spokesperson, as somebody who we look to for answers on big issues of the day, as somebody off the court. And I, the, the people I think are closest to that right now, Jason Tatum, I mean, he's mm. right. He, he may not have the same charisma that LeBron or Steph do, but he certainly, when you put him in front of a mic, Microphone. He has a lot to say. It may not sound. You might. You're gonna hear from him a little bit when Malika interviews him. But he he has that charisma. He's on the best team in the league right now. And Joel Embiid, who we know has the charisma, has been Joel Embiid for most of his career. If they ever get good in the playoffs and get to the finals, get into contention, he is a compelling figure in this league. And I and I think he would lean in to that role. Look, I love Jason Tatum. I'm starting to you know beat the drum of him for MVP, best player, best team. But for me. I'm going Wemby. He was on stage with Adam Silver. What did they say? NBA I. Also, he has a new yeah. Louis Vuitton deal. Who else is a face of the league? LeBron James has that exact yeah, same deal. Player. Thank we you. We all wear Louis Vuitton, but we don't get paid to wear it. That is true. And all of his yeah. stuff has to be custom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of his stuff has to be custom. But while we don't know for sure who will be the yeah. next face of the league, there's one thing that I know for certain. It's that the NBA playoffs get underway just two months from today. So in order to help everyone get their money up, get that money, between now and then, I want to welcome in ESPN betting analyst Tyler Fuljum. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, pleasure to be here with you in Austin, Shanae. Appreciate it. Always. All right. While some ESPN bet enthusiasts are putting finally the NFL behind them, what are three trends that have been popping up over the first half of the season that can translate into some smart plays over the home stretch? I'm glad you asked, Shanae. I got three, starting with your Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum. That's a team, Shanae, you've want to bet on in the first half of games. Now, over the season, their cover rate is actually under 50%, but if you've bet on them just to win the first half by their spread, they're 39-15-1 ATS in those situations. I think that's a trend that continues into the second half. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Bucks have been a team you want to bet against when they're in the underdog role. When they have played the best teams in the league, the Denver's, the Boston Celtics's, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they have not only lost those games outright, they've been getting beat. Now, regardless of who's on the bench there, that roster has struggled all season long when they've played good competition. I think that's a trend that I want to keep betting on until Doc Rivers and Giannis turn it around. Then the Oklahoma City Thunder, one of the best stories out west. They're 34-20 and 20 ATS this season. Two situations I love betting on them when they're at home. They're 18-9 and 9 ATS. And when they have the rest disadvantage, when the other team actually has more rest than them, the great bet is the Thunder, who are 11-3 and three hmm. against the spread in those situations. Okay, that was pretty micro. Let's go a little bit macro. Let's go a little bit bigger picture, starting in the East. We all know that the Celtics, as you mentioned, are the favorites, but what are the best value plays to win the conference? 
I think there's two right now that I'm looking at. One makes sense, one may have you scratching your head. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers at eight to one. That makes sense to me, because okay. they can play great defense and Donovan Mitchell can be that killer you need in the postseason when matchups get tough. Then I will throw the 76ers in there at 15 to one. If you take the gamble or think that Joel Embiid comes back healthy, they should not be priced at 15 to one. They'd be closer to Milwaukee at three to one. However, the market seems to think, and most people seem to think he's not going to make it back to health. So if that's your belief, don't bet on him. But if you think Joel can somehow, some way, come back and be healthy for the playoffs, grabbing them at 15-1 right now would be the best bet to make in the NBA. Okay, Austin, are you rocking with Tyler out east? Uh, I, I like his opinions, okay. especially on Boston. Um, I think the safest bet for me in the NBA is the Denver Nuggets. Oh, You talk about a team that still has their starting lineup intact. They're all healthy. Uh, they don't have flashy basketball, so we tend not to talk about them a lot. You know, every time we talk about the Nuggets, their best player is Nikola Jokic. She's usually talking about how he wants to go overseas and not even be here. So that <laughs> tends he, to be a thing. He handles his job, so since he we're talking about the business. Western Conference, what's the best play out there, the value play, Tyler? I agree that the team that's most likely to win the West and the NBA title this year, if it's not going to be Boston, is the Denver Nuggets. However you got to pay a premium price for that. So if you're looking for great value, I look at the L.A. Lakers mm. and the Dallas Mavericks. Now, they're 15-1 to and 16-1. to For the Lakers, it comes down to the fact it's LeBron James, and I'm never, ever going to bet against LeBron James. He made it to the Western Conference Finals last year, so it wouldn't surprise me if he did that again and got over the hump this year. The Mavericks haven't done it the way LeBron and A.D. have. However, Luka, like I mentioned with Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie, are stone-cold killers in the playoffs. Mm. They can win a game. They can win a series by themselves by going for 40, 50 points or having a triple-double. So, again, I agree with Austin that Denver's most likely to do it. (laughs) But if you're going to throw the odds in, I like the return on investment with the Lakers and the Mavs. R-O-I. He is. He's where the money money. resides. Okay, lastly, I can't let you go without talking a little MVP. What jumps out to you when you see the odds to take home the amazing award? Shanae, it's the name that you've been talking about for weeks. You came on ESPN Bet Live. We were on SportsCenter together, and you said, why is Jason Tatum not near Nikola Jokic and (laughs) Shea Gilgis-Alexander? This guy's the best player on by far the best regular season team. And yet, last week, he was like 100 to 1, 50 to 1. Now, people are, I think, Shanae, when they heard you talking, betters went to the window and started betting on Jason Tatum because that number's now down to 25 to 1. I still think there's some meat on the bone there because if history shows us anything, the people who bet on this award have generally given it to the best player on the best team and that is without question Jason Tatum. Tyler thank you so much for giving the people what they went and by people I mean myself I was right. (laughs) We, We started a trend we'll talk to you soon. Now coming up on NBA Today since we're talking Jason Tatum hear straight from him on why his time has arrived this season but should he also be in the MVP conversation as well we will discuss. And speaking of time as I tap my wrist Dame gave his hypothetical all-time starting five list, and guess who he left off? Dame's surprising omission. Plus, legacies are defined by rings. So which superstar is under the most pressure to win one this season? NBA Today with your girl, Sinead. We'll be right back. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Should all feel like we got to do a little bit more. Because we didn't win. I want to get over that hump. I want to get back to the finals. I've been so close these last two years that... I'm going to do whatever it takes. You know, we're the best team in the league, so winning takes care of everything. The Boston Celtics right now are on top, 43-12, and 12, owning the best record in the league, which, by the way, is the best record they've had at the All-Star break since 2008-2009. Now, their new additions of Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis have been major boosts this season, but one thing has remained constant since 2017, Jason Tatum and his rise to superstardom. He spoke about it with our own Malika Andrews at All-Star Weekend. Take a listen. You guys have been one of, if not the best team in the NBA record-wise all season long. But to you, how much stock do you put in this now versus knowing that this is a team that is really measured in the playoffs? The regular season is there for a reason, right? You have to build the right habits. You have to um, build chemistry and things like that. And I just love the way that we're playing, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I love our record 43, 44 and 12 or something. But the way that we're playing, the way guys are coexisting together, there's a difference from last year. We had a really good team last year. Yeah. Uh, but I love where we're at this year compared to last season. Do you think that this is the best team that you've played on? Is it better than the 2022 finals team? Yeah, it is. Uh, just because I think I'm better than I was two years ago. JB is better. You know, KP makes the world all the difference in the world. Obviously, Drew Holiday and the way that Derek White's been playing you know, this year compared to two years ago. You and Jalen Brown, you worked out together, right, over the summer a little bit with Drew. Mm -hmm. That was a first for you guys, right? In the summertime, yeah. So why did you feel like the, you, this was the time that you guys needed to come together, put in that extra work as a duo, not just individually, so your games complemented each other when you came back? Yeah, I think over the last few years, we've taken strides of, like, coexisting together, mm. getting the best out of each other while being the best version of ourselves and being the, you know, the leaders that our team need us to be. And I think it's uh, part of just getting older and maturing, right? Still relatively young guys, but understanding that, you know, this is like, this is our time and we need to take full advantage of it. You know, it's gonna pay off in the long, long run. Who do you think's the best player in the NBA right now? Uh, myself. Is that, have you always had that kind of confidence? Because I, don't, I asked you that question a year ago and you said it was Giannis. So what's given you that confidence? I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys in the league. Yeah. Giannis for sure. Um, Jokic obviously just won Embiid, guys that won MVPs. And the list goes on. The league is in a great place. I truly do believe every time I step on the floor, 
I'm the best player. Is that a mentality that you've worked to hone? Because I think back to the 2022 finals, that wonderful story you worked on with Ramona Shelburne about how difficult it was mm -hmm. in the days afterwards, wanting to just be in your room, be sort of shut away, and being pretty disappointed in yourself. You put all of that on yourself. Did you have to work to sort of forgive yourself in order to move forward? Uh, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. and maybe I needed to go through that uh, for something. I haven't figured that out yet, but uh, it happened and I've, I've grown from it. I've learned from it. In a weird way, I'm thankful for it, that experience. As tough as it was, as much as it hurt, um, I'm thankful that I went through that. And I think it's made me a better person and player. Has your process changed at all? I mean, it just talking to you now, it seems like the way that you are stepping onto the floor, you always had that you've evoked Kobe, you've talked about that, that quiet confidence, it feels louder. Yeah, uh, and maybe I've kind of grown into my own, in a sense, right? Uh, still, like I said, still young, 25, but it's my seventh year in the league. And I'm very confident because I know how hard I work. I know how much I put into this game. I know how badly I want to be one of the best, how badly I want to win. It's like, why wouldn't I be confident? Because I know how hard I work. The beauty of only being 25 is you get to write your entire story in front of you. And when you think about what you want to be known as, what you want to be remembered as, what you want to have accomplished, what are those things in your career? I want to be a winner. I want to win. Um, and it's funny that you say that because I've, I've felt that, that, you know, why hasn't he won? You know, his window has closed. And it's, it's tough when you have success early, right? Because I've been to the finals once, I've been to the conference finals four times. So it just seems like, you know, he should have done this, done that. Um, and I was just doing those things at a really young age. Yeah. Um, I've had some really good teams and I've been a part of some really special runs. But I truly do believe my time is coming and it's gonna be well worth it. You heard it, Jason Tatum, he said it. He's the best player in the world on the best team right now. And he might have a point. Uh, a point forward because he's running that position, right? More and more. You see what I did right there, Austin? Okay. Let's break it down. I'm glad to have a teammate today. This season, Jason Tatum has continued his growth as a playmaker, putting up a career high in assists, and he's been taking care of the ball, too. His assist to turnover rate is also a career best. So, Austin, what do you like in JT's game this year? It's always fun to see the arc of a scorer become a true leader and player. Mm. It's one thing to be able to score and get buckets, but now we're seeing him make plays for his teammates, and that's why we're seeing so much success. Look, across the court, Jalen Brown, he sees Vision. the attention he gets. Nothing special. Quick pass to Jalen. Get him going. Easy three. Here we come. Pick and roll. Porzingis has been great for Boston. That's a lethal combination Lethal right there. combination. You got pick and pop. That small little window. He's making that pass now. He can thread the needle. Pocket pass to the dunk. Porzingis gets the dunk. And then this. This is my favorite play. Look at it. fake. Double team. Split the defense. This is what he does, right? Use that scoring ability to create for your teammates. Derek White, we know, one of the best role players in the league. Wide open three. You cannot let that man do that. Cash. Cash money. And you know what's cool? Uh, it's been the ball movement and him running the point, point forward. Look at these numbers. I mean, the Celtics have used their ball movement to help give them a massive point differential. It's been truly impressive. They are the sixth team over the last 10 seasons to win uh, games by 10 or more points. And that company actually includes the Warriors dynasty. So Ramona, after the finals loss in 2022, Jason Tatum said he was in a dark place. That's what you reported and you know. But now we fast forward to now and he's saying he's the best player in the world. Why did he have this growth? I mean, Jason, in the, after the finals when they lost that year, he, he just flat out said, I ran out of gas. 
I, I, I just got tired. I did too much during the regular season. I played so many minutes during the playoffs. And he ran out of gas, and he goes, I will never let that happen again. I remember he was telling me all that summer, he goes, you know, I usually like to come out to L.A. and play, and he trains with his trainer, Drew Hanlon, out here. And they usually go golf every once in a while. Uh, yeah, it's L.A. in the summertime. He golfed like once all summer. <laughs> he was in the gym. He was getting ready. He's averaging uh, 35 and a half minutes this year, but I think they're being strategic with how they use him and in the way that, that they're – taxing him because they need him to be fresh in the playoffs. They do. And the other thing the Celtics did, which we talked about at the time, and I don't know if everybody believed it at the time, with, with this is going to be a great play for them, was to get Porzingis. I mean, when I, talk, when I talked to Porzingis and I talked to Tatum for this story I did about a month ago, Tatum basically said to me, when Miami was switching on us, when teams would go zone against us, we did not have an answer. That was what would happen to them in the playoffs. And Porzingis is the ultimate answer because if you put a small guy on him earlier in his career, people put smalls on him. They put, like, Marcus Smart would guard him or Jay Crowder would guard him and try to rough him up. He's beefed up. He's worked on his post game. He doesn't dribble as much, and he's, he's much more efficient, one of the most efficient post players in the league. And if you put a small guy on him, he just shoots over the top of him. Yep. And so I think he gives them that look, that answer that they haven't had in the playoffs the last couple of years. And Tatum, I mean, he's compared him to Pau Gasol. He's compared him to those kinds of that, – that ilk, and he could be that if he's healthy. Yeah, let's welcome Zach Lowe back to the show because if you're saying Pau Gasol, you're talking about championships. And, Zach, Boston has been the best team all season long, and their record truly shows it. Now, in order for them to hoist the Larry O'Brien Trophy in June, what do you want to see from them in the second half? Uh, they were my pick to win the title before the season. I think they're the best team in the NBA. Look, they take more threes than anyone in the league, and they have the number one offense in the league. They passed Indiana right before the All-Star break. Wow. So what they are doing is clearly working. But, and we have seen this before, there are going to be games that are ugly and nasty and grimy, and when the threes are not falling, and when those games happen, is your fallback plan get stuck in the mud and go one-on-one -on -one and take a bunch of step-back threes? Or is it touch the paint? Get to the rim, get to the free throw line, get some offensive rebounds. When Boston stays connected to that goal, when they get into the paint, they're pretty much unbeatable. When they devolve into just one-on-one -on -one step-back threes, that's when they can be beaten late in games. So I'm watching their paint touches on those nights when all those beautiful threes aren't going in because you know they're going to be those yep. nights and they're going to have to win some of those games along the way. Well, the Boston Celtics, their path to the finals really starts this weekend. And here's our next NBA Saturday primetime game on ABC and the ESPN app. Jalen Brunson and the Knicks are in Boston taking on the maybe MVP Jason Tatum in the Eastern Conference leading Celtics. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 8, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Now, Damian Lillard gave his dream starting five, and a certain teammate didn't make the list. Was it an oversight? Found out, find out who he had over Giannis and if they are still a good fit on the court. That's next on NBA Today. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You're watching NBA Today. All right, let's have some fun. Let's play a round of Chop It or Drop It. You want to talk it, you chop it. You want to skip it, we drop it. But this time, we are going with a sound bite. Is that good with everybody? Okay. All right, let's get into it. First up, Damian Lillard gave us his dream starting five. If you could create your own starting five, what's your team? It would be me, LeBron, Steph, Kevin Durant, and I'm going to go with Bam out of bio. So, Dame had Bam on his starting five over Giannis. Austin, chop it or drop it? Uh, you can chop it. Okay, let's yeah, go. I mean, listen, I don't think he meant anything personal by it. I think once he put LeBron James and Kevin Durant on the team, it was based upon a team around them. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? He was like, oh, I got my two forwards. Yeah, I got my two forwards. I yeah. picked Kevin Durant LeBron James, obviously. So, I don't think it's a personal shout-out to Giannis. I think, you know, he was putting the team around the best player. <laughs> It wasn't like anyone put him up to it. Look, Come on. look you're picking positionally, <laughs> all right? Next, let's go to Giannis. Then Giannis was on the mic as well this weekend. Take a listen. Oh, man. <laughs> I just, in general, do not watch basketball. So stats, highlights, how people play, I have no idea. And I, I love it, you know? I love it when I go to the game. I have no idea who I'm playing and what they do. Makes it harder. Giannis says he doesn't watch basketball. So, Ramona, are we going to chop it or drop it? Yeah, let's drop that. I don't believe that for a second. Okay, yeah, we don't believe it. I think he was <laughs> trolling. So let's laughing. Just, let's keep it Come pushing. On. Let's keep it pushing. Next up, Nikola Jokic. He had some on-court chemistry with Luka Doncic in the All-Star game. Okay, if Luca gets mad, join me in Denver. Zach, chop it or drop it? I'm chopping it only because Nikola Jokic is one of the rare superstars. When he says he doesn't want to leave Denver, he means he yep. doesn't want to leave Denver. And it must be nice for the Nuggets to know that and hear it out loud again. What happens with Luka is another story. But just remember that Jokic thing because we're probably never going to have a free agency or trade drama with him ever. So if Jokic isn't leaving, what about Trey Young? Because Trey Young's name was tossed around in trade rumors at the deadline. How does he feel about his future in Atlanta? My mindset is staying in Atlanta right now, and uh, I don't get caught up in all the, the rumors and stuff. I, my contract is locked in for a couple of years, so I don't have very much say in it right now. Ramona, chop it or drop it? Uh, let's chop it a little okay. bit because we're probably going to be chopping this all summer long because I do think there will be some drama there. I do think he's a candidate to move on from Atlanta at some point. Um, they need to decide what direction they're going with their franchise. I know they brought in Quinn, and there's a there's a sort of reshaping of that franchise that's happening over the last couple of years, and 
he gets to decide who his guys are. And so let, let's see how they finish this year. Let's see how it goes. Trey's obviously had a great success there in Atlanta, but I could see us chopping it a lot. Okay, one final addition, though. Uh, let me grab my tea really quick. One more. J.J. Redick was on first take, and he had some hot takes when it came to Doc Rivers and the Bucks. I, I've seen the trend now. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We get it. Mm-hmm. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit. For the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out, he wants credit for that. There's just no, there's never accountability with that guy. Well, there's never say. accountability. Austin, we Woo! appreciate you. Actually, my Hello. Th- my I'm thought sorry, is, Austin. Here, yes, the, your your shot is already there. Chop it or drop. Well, well uh, I have to chop it. Um, I mean, first off, I don't feel responsible to take off for my dad. He's a grown man; he could do his own thing. Uh, but in this regard, I just simply don't agree with it. Um, for someone who's not accountable. He seems to always be held responsible, considering he's the guy that's always fired when things don't go right. <laughs> he got fired in the bubble uh, for a 3-1 lead versus the Denver Nuggets, which in half his team didn't want to be there. They had players saying that their mind wasn't there. He had guys leave. That happened. Then he gets fired for losing to a team that was favored over him, which was the Celtics last year. Um, it seems like he's always responsible. It's just it's strange coming from J.J. And I have some love for J.J. You're my dookie. You know that. You're my bro. I love you. Um, <laughs> It's just your best years were with the Clippers. I don't think he saved your career. I appreciate you, Pat. But I don't think it – I mean, I, this just seems a little bit weird. They're, they're 3-7. and seven. Dame's missed most of those games. Middleton's missed a lot of those games. They haven't even had their full team yet. We'll see what happens. The pressure is there. They do have to perform. But in terms of accountability, like, what, what are we doing here? Your best years in the NBA were when you played for him in the Clippers. Let's not forget that. I don't know if there's, like, frustration there or there's tension there between you. I know a lot of times we had to sit you towards the end of the game due to defensive reasons, but you had your best years as a starter there, especially our whole system was drafted around you because you're a shooter. You're not a guy who could put the ball on the floor. You were a strictly shoot guy. You're not like Clay Thompson or Steph who could put the ball on the floor. You were a guy who could catch and shoot, and you did it at a high level. Hell of a career, by the way. Big fan. But your best years were under him. It's just very ironic and kind of weird that you have this energy towards him in terms of him never, ever being accountable considering he's always been responsible. Uh, that would be my response. Look, this is just simply tough love between our analysts. And I love you, you, JJ. Watch, thank you. I love and you, JJ. We, we still, we still do. I just don't see, agree with it. That's all. Yeah. Let's see what they do on the court. How about this? ESPN second half coverage, tip-offs with NBA Friday doubleheader. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs hosting the Sixers at 730 Eastern. Then it is Ooh. this matchup. Giannis and the Bucks visit Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves. Our coverage tips off, of course, with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the app. And if the second half of the season is anything like the first or this last segment, then we cannot wait. Now, coming up next on NBA Today, we run back the best plays from the first half of the season. All the ankle breakers, rainmakers, game winners, and so much more. Do not miss it. We will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to NBA Today. Let's have some fun. Let's check in on Top of the Top, brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. So, top plays from the first half of the NBA season. Let's start with top creativity, okay? okay. Tyrese Halliburton. Love it. Oh, yeah. Love it. We're just, you know, seeing that a little off-the-glass dunk. Obviously, Tyrese is a pass-first type of guy. Mm-hmm, he is pass. Uh, he, he leads the league in assists. How about Josh Hart? Okay, off of Drew Hart. I, I, I still don't know if that was intentional or not, but, but Josh, let me tell you something. <laughs> I've never seen it before, but that's me pretty neither. tough, bro. That is tough. So does Gotta he make get, that. Does he get an assist? Yeah, he should on that. He should. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. How about this right here? Oh, man, this might have been the play of the season. I just I just love the pump fake and how smooth it was. And then you know he gave it up. The Ant-Man? That was fun. Okay, let's go to top ankle snatchers. Oh, he's back. He's back on the Come list. Come here. Timber. Ooh. Halliburton again. Jump shot, though. I know. I, wait, what do you – okay, you're a shooter. It's, what do you think? Because was it the Tony Brothers clowned him a little bit, but he still I mean, gets it. Listen, it's effective. As long as it works, don't fix it. Oh, oh snap, Trey Young. Come on, Mel. It got cold. The temperature went down. At least Ooh. Mel plays defense. You only, Tem- fall, you only fall from trying. That is true. They're trying to play defense here. Let's bring that to the All-Star game. Then oh, Jalen oh, Brown on. and Luca. Oh, my God. Luca's usually on the other <laughs> side of this. That is true. It's a little hobble pie. That was clean. Okay. Straight face. How about top rainmakers? Okay, this is like a new category. All right. Oh, I remember this. Dagger. Huge three. Steph Curry. How quick that jump shot was. Against Boston. What? I mean, he didn't even have time to look at the rim. That was unbelievable. Look, the definition of on time, on target. How about Jokic with this heave the for the win? Ooh. It is Chase Center, so the bank, you know, it works oh, really well. Oh, I you know see what, what you did there. You oh. <laughs> light little bar. Okay, Dame Lillard. What time is it? It's Dame time, clutch time. Logo. Ugh. Okay. We got to shift it back because after the All-Star game, it's now half court for Dame. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for real. Right? My okay, goodness. how about this top vision, though? And we're going to start with DeMar DeRozan. Okay. Oh, I yeah. I don't know how. Science hasn't explained that yet. Nope. Not at all. Spin one way and your body can contort the whole A 360 assist. And if we're going to talk about assists, it has to start with this guy right here. Nikola Jokic. Ah. That almost was no look. Right on the dot, too. And he's just like, oh, I'm just going to drink water. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> and then here's another one. Luke. Ooh. Oh. Nothing like it. It, it oh. means more, too, in the MSG, doesn't it? Oh. What'd you say? It means more when it's in that building, too. That is true. That's on Broadway. That is true. Well, since we're talking about theater and showtime, guess what? There's a special birthday. Happy birthday to Charles Barkley. He would turn, oh. He's turning 61 today, and he won the 93 MVP and led the Suns to the finals in the same season. He is no doubt one of the greatest players to, sorry, never win a ring. I mean, Michael Jordan, he did do that to more than one player, but he does have four Emmys. So the hardware, it really came later. So in honor of the legend in the game, his birthday, why don't you give us a list? I'm not talking about my list, Momo's list, Zach's list, Austin's list on current players that need a ring. Okay, well, first off, this is only out of respect because these guys are all (laughs) top of the top. Each one of these players had careers I wish I could have had. We're going to start here with number one. Let's go with James Hart. Oh, number five. We're starting. Oh, five. We're going low. Oh, I just met. I, uh, it's, no, we okay. still got plenty. We got Jonah B. We though. got so many. He's still middle. got time. He's young, off an MVP year. Probably would have got another one this year. I think next year will be their biggest year where he has a chance to get off of this list. But I got to put Jonah B. in there because it is eight years. Especially eight if years they total. get a star in the off season, oh, then pressure, it's really on for him to on. get that ring. Okay. Okay, number four. Let's go to it. Yes, mm. sir. Damian Lillard, uh, one of the baddest men that I've gotten to play against in the NBA, mm. Mr. Clutch. You see it right here. 
Now he's on a contending team for real. So I got to put him on the list, man. This is year, what, 12 for him? Yeah, so, he, yeah. weren't they? We were just talking about he's the oldest player in the Eastern locker yeah, room at like know, age is, 33. This is a guy that I want to see contend at a high level and finally get to see in that deep postseason run and yeah, get a ring. Bring the buckets the second half of the season. Who do you have at three? Let's go. Let's run it. Oh, oh. yes. The captain, Chris Paul, one of the best point guards to ever play, top five point guard to ever play. There you go, JJ on the Clippers. Bah! <laughs> uh, Chris Paul right here, man. I, we'll see what happens with him and the Warriors. Uh, obviously, they're, they're having some struggles, but everybody wants to see Chris have a ring. I'm curious about number two. Let's go. Let's run to it. Oh. Rusty! Okay. What's up, baby? Yeah, Russell Westbrook, yep. MVP. If you win an MVP and don't have a ring, obviously there's got to be a little bit of pressure to do that. Speaking of Charles, he did that as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I want to see Russie has, you know, get a ring, and he has a chance this year. So, am I going to guess yeah. correct and Go say ahead. James Harden? You got it. James yeah. Harden at one? Because you already know what it is, one. man. The good. beard, the system, Mr. Uno, Mr. Triple Double, along with his teammate, uh, uh, Russie. Yeah, this is a guy that we all want to see get a ring, and him and Russ can get off this list, man. Because the Clippers are rolling. They are now in contention. They have a great team. And Thank we'll see you. what happens, man. Let's end the show with where I began. The Clippers have the most pressure the second half of the season. They have to deliver an Oops. NBA Finals. But, hey, we're talking about teammates. Not a bad duo right here. And, and a solid dab. It, it was a real dab. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>